You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. NW265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is a Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson down at Ty 100.9 FM, our flagship station in T-Town. As he is professor today this afternoon, and uh, he'll be leaving after about the first hour. So uh, welcome in. we got a great show lined up for you today. A lot to get into. And this is my favorite time of the year. College football on the horizon. And the U.S. Open underway. Watched Serena Williams last night. And, uh, man, what an unbelievable atmosphere that was. Um, and uh, also a lot of stories surrounding that tournament uh, this year as well. But we're going to get into uh, talking more Alabama as far as the, uh, the team looking ahead to Utah State coming up this weekend. Some of the other predictions around not only the SEC but also nationally as far as the 14 playoff. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. And it's fun with his food, the drinks, and just all the different things you can do out there with parties and stuff. Bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, birthday parties, 
uh, all types of charity events. They do it all at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Lars, how's T Town today? T Town is good. Uh, a lot of rain coming down here from uh, from Birmingham, but um, yeah, excited to get back in the classroom. I know students absolutely love this time of year. Like you said, uh, everything is right out in front of uh, Alabama football fans and football college football fans around the country and uh most teams are are o and o and everybody's full of hope and hope and optimism it's a it's a great time and um you know i'm telling my students if they're looking for a story idea week one great story idea cover how uh the alcohol sales go uh unprecedented event in brian denny history and uh to see uh if uh to see how it all goes i mean i i assume it should go smoothly we know that there's going to be uh beefed up security and and uh and and you know i think everybody will act responsibly for this game um but uh yeah just um you know a lot of a lot of excitement you can you can uh you can feel it when you're in different college towns that was one of the reasons why i just love covering college football going all over the country to different places and you can it's almost palpable you can feel the the buzz of excitement on a game day weekend and uh you know as people start rolling into town on on thursday and friday and uh it's uh it's just a, a great great time of the year matt Oh, it's fabulous. Uh, just to get over and get in the middle of all that, it's fabulous. Uh, whether or not you can be a reporter, uh, you know, you can be a professor, you can be a former quarterback, but that energy that you feel when you just kind of start walking towards Bryant Denny or Jordan here or, or wherever your college team plays, it's just fabulous. There's nothing like it in all of sports. I mean, you have big basketball games, Final Four. Certainly, it, it has its its effect you know it has is electricity but nothing like college football by the way throw this out here uh at the lead at the top of the show uh there is an article on al.com from ben flanagan and it's like everything you need to know about going to bryant denny this time because so many changes and they have more than just the alcohol changes but it's how you pay when you pay when you id uh, they have new cool stations. Oh, by the way, it's all cash-free. Uh, you better have a card. You're not going to get a cold beer. Um, they have recycling. I mean, there's going to be a lot of cans, right? Uh, it's it's an amazing situation for Bryant-Denny Stadium. And as Lars said, it's not the first time people have uh, had alcohol inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's the first time ever, unprecedented, that you can buy it. So, I'm anxious to see that, more anxious to see how Alabama plays against, uh, what did you call it earlier today? You called uh, Utah State an, an uh, they're the, the uh, they're the, the ant. Yeah, they're the ant on the uh, interstate, then the semi's coming right at the ant. I, you know, you could also use like a bug uh, coming right into the, uh, into the windshield. Uh, it'll be a big kersplat one way or the other uh, for Utah State. Uh, on uh, on Saturday afternoon, but Jay, I I think it's going to be a good opportunity for the backups that Nick Saban's been talking about uh, ever since that really that, that second scrimmage and how he wants to see more out of them, and uh, they should have ample time, uh, probably starting with the second offensive series in the third quarter, uh, to uh, to to show the coaching staffs what what, what they can do both on the offensive side, defensive side of the ball, and 
um, you know, I, I think uh, those uh, reps that they can get can be very important, Jay. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of the first team, though, all the way through the first half and then the start of the second half, as we always talk about. It may, may even extend even more um, because just getting these guys in game shape. I know you don't want to, want to risk any type of injury. I think they'll kind of play it by ear at that particular time. But again, you know, as a coach, you can't go in the game thinking that way. You got to go in the game thinking that you're playing LSU, you're playing, you know, Auburn, you're playing Tennessee, Ohio State, whatever. You got to, you got to act like it's it's the it's the next game, and so they'll make that take that approach, and they want to keep their guys uh, thinking that way, going through the process, not worrying about the scoreboard. Instead, just going out there playing at the highest level they can with it, with just uh, the ability to uh, not make mistakes and play clean football. I think the biggest thing that he's stressed so far this year, and we've seen it since the end of the national championship game when they lost to Georgia was just that we need more guys playing championships uh, caliber football at the level of not only just playing it with through an athletic standpoint, but through the way that they think, the way they process information on the field, the way they handle things like adversity and success. And I think that's one of the, the point of emphasis he's made all throughout from the time that game ended through spring, now through fall camp, and even this week, continue talked about the, you know, as far as the depth chart and the depth. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting. You look at, you know, used to, I don't forget when it was like, 07, 08, when he brought out the ore, and that was kind of nobody had seen the ore, and he said, don't get caught up in the ore. I mean, that's, we got competitive guys now instead of the ore uh, at the uh, depth chart. Uh, you've got, uh, it, it, it says Eli Rick or Kool-Aid McKentry slash Eli Ricks. That's the or now, the slashes. Um, so that's, you know, you look at the secondary and, and there's two slashes there at corner. So that's kind of shows you he's keeping competition open. And I think there's a total of nine slashes. So that tells you a lot about all the guys that have returned and uh, are going to keep their starting positions this year. Guys have stepped in that have transferred in and won those positions outright. Of the uh, nine, three of those are special team uh, slashes. So a uh, little bit different look as far as the, uh, the the depth chart we've seen maybe in the past. But, Matt, I want to go back to the cash free thing to tell people about that because in beginning uh, this year, yeah. all point of sale of athletic uh, events, as you talked about, for concessions and retail will be cashless. Fans can, though, exchange their cash for a fan card and $20 increments in two locations of the stadium, the lower level, first floor, section AA, near concession S126, and an upper level, eighth floor, section NN8, near concession N804. Now, each location will have a team member to assess, uh, uh, assist guests who require the service. UA said uh, fan cards are a preloaded MasterCard with no activation fees. These can not only be used at stadium concession, but also Anywhere MasterCard is accepted. So uh, a big change there for oh. Brian Denny Stadium. If you bring in cash, it ain't going to work. you got to use that cash uh, or go get the fan card in order for it to work. And I'm sure that's going to be a long line. So just be prepared for that. Uh, as you brought up uh, all the different things this year, uh, as far as the breeze stations that they've got for helping cool off the water monsters as well, the cooling stations on level uh, lower levels, uh, upper levels as well. So uh, a lot of things that uh, they do to get prepared for these uh, these games. You got the enlarged video board still from the 2020 uh, season, as well as the expanded concourse that helps fans move around the stadium. But uh, hard to believe we're uh, just a, what uh, a few days away from uh, Alabama kicking off against Utah State, Lars. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think everybody should just uh, sort of bone up on all the different changes and, and check out that AL.com story uh, if you're going to be coming to the stadium on Saturday just so you kind of know uh, how everything is going to be uh, working. And uh, there will be, um, yeah, just quite a bit of differences uh, from from previous years. 
But yeah, this is it's uh it's it's game week. It's finally here, Matt. Game week, and um, you know we we, yeah. we talked just real briefly uh, a few minutes ago, Matt. Um, what uh, we and we talked about the depth chart yesterday, but now you've had some time to digest it. Uh, and by the way, Steve Sarkeesian, he just said that he is not going to release a depth chart all season long. No depth chart for Texas. <laughs> I'm sure every coach in America is like, oh, well, if Sarkeesian can do it, uh, then I'm going to do it. So who knows? The depth chart may be going the way of the dodo here pretty soon. But uh, after looking at the depth chart what uh, and having some time to think about it, anything catch your eye? Um, I think I brought this up yesterday. We don't know how they're going to play and work as a cohesive unit yet. But I really liked um, right tackle to left tackle. I like the guys that Saban has put on the depth chart. Um, I, I'm also very interested in what did you call them? Oars? Is that what you call them, Jay? The well, slash. He, he used to put. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Now he puts a slash. Maybe he's a Guns and Roses fan. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, you said there are nine. Nine, nine slashes. slashes. Nine yeah, oars. Three of those. Three of those are on the special teams. Uh, returner, returners, and oh, okay. uh, the, the, the punter. Yeah, uh, but um, who is going to return, y'all, on punts? Looks like Kool Aid. Yep. Yep. He's, He's a quick little booger, isn't he? He is a great athlete and. Um, Really, really, uh, he's kind of like the David Palmer style runner, where he's more quick than he is top line speed, but uh, really athletic and make people miss. Great basketball player out of high school, which you know he's now said he's not going to play basketball in Alabama, where a lot of people thought he might uh, do that. I, I think the biggest surprise to me this year, Lars, kind of going on your question, Matt, is, is is Kobe Prentice, and even as much as we heard about him early in fall camp for a freshman to step in. The star from Calera uh, High School, and man, what a great job he did there! And watching him in high school, and, and knowing that he came in and be able to win a spot at Alabama, uh, which you know a lot of people call Ohio State wide receiver U, which I think they they deserve that based on the talent they've had. Alabama's had it as well the last few years, and for him to come in as a freshman to be able to win that job at the H position, a lot of that had to do with JoJo Earl getting hurt. But I'll tell you this: even the coaches talked about him from day one, saying, "Man, this kid is really special." making a lot of big plays, has learned the offense very quickly and adjusted to the college game. Yeah, Jay, uh, what position group is easiest uh, to transition from high school to college? Probably wide receiver. Yeah, probably. I mean, because anywhere where it's just, you know, like you, you got to learn, you know, certain routes and stuff. These guys are running the same routes now in high school that you're running in, in college and even in the, in the NFL. I mean, the, the, the teams are so spread out and doing – things that are so different than what it was even 10, 20 years ago. Um, that To me, that's an easy transition. Sometimes running back can be the only problem with running back is being able to have to pick up blitzes and block, uh, you know, that fourth guy off the, off the uh, edge um, or, you know, if you have a read inside as well. So I think, you know, and also the speed of learning how to set up your blocks, that type of stuff. Uh, receivers get to play in space. So if you're, if you're a great athlete, you come in and you learn the system, you know, you still got to find out where – Certain things are happening in order if you're hot on a particular play on a blitz uh, or maybe, you know, you have a certain role that you play as a, as a receiver. That was last year. A lot of the issue with the receivers was that the guys who were in there, if they weren't getting the ball or didn't think they were, they weren't running their routes. 
the way that they should and, and as fast as they should in order to clear out uh, for the other receivers. So uh, that was one of the issues with 19 last year when uh, Coach Saban was very, very frustrated with him in practice, and so was Bill O'Brien. But, um, yeah, I, I think that is probably one of the easiest places to play. I mean, maybe defensive line a little bit because, you know, again, they're up there. That Yeah, they got to know stuff, but just really pretty much just reacting uh, to the plays, filling their, their particular gap control, uh, the gaps that they have assigned in that particular defensive scheme. Offensive line's tough because it's like quarterback. you got to see things quickly, process information, and make sure that you're able to protect your quarterback or when they shift or stem before the, uh, the, the, the snap of the ball, that you're able to pick that up and communicate that very effectively to all five guys down that line of scrimmage as fast as you can. So uh, the, probably the receiver, again, is probably the easiest one. All right, let's take a quick break. we got to go come back and continue this conversation, getting ready for week one matchup against Utah State, Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll talk about some of the other big matchups around the SEC as well. We're live from ABX. Stay with us. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups That that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 72. And for tomorrow and Thursday, mostly sunny both days and not as humid. Highs right around 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Continue live from ABX Audio Video Excellence, and uh, I'm getting a ton of feedback uh, here. If you don't mind, there in T Town, I don't know if you can fix that for me. There we go. All right, and uh, Lars Anderson there in Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station, Matt Coulter at ABX Audio Video Excellence. Lars, uh, Matt hit on this earlier, but uh, what is? Uh, I guess you'll find out more today. But I know last week. You were down on campus, but uh, feeling the energy, and uh, I know a lot of fans will start coming in around Thursday and Friday afternoons, getting ready even for this first matchup against Utah State. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, it, it's uh, one of the great joys of my life is was to cover college football for Sports Illustrated and just go from campus to campus to campus uh, throughout the season and experience the different traditions and and just the uh, the fan excitement, which really starts ramping up on you know today on Tuesdays and uh, and uh, hits its peak uh, on, on Saturday right before kickoff and. Uh, yeah, this is a, a lesser opponent, and uh, I always think it's a good way for an elite team like Alabama to actually begin the season uh, and then get ready for uh, for Texas. But, um, yeah, it, it is uh, – it, it's an exciting, exciting time. 
something that's not exciting. Uh, I saw this this morning that uh, O.J. Howard, uh, former Alabama tight end, former first-round draft pick um, back in uh, 2017, um, and he was actually uh, the first of 14 tight ends selected in the 2017 draft. Uh, he was let go by the Bucks, and then uh, he was picked up by the Bills this offseason, and the Bills just released him. And uh, the Bills are going to have to be paying him quite a bit of money, $1.945 million to just to have O.J. Howard not on the roster. Uh, which is uh, a little strange to me. You know, I, I thought I thought O.J. Howard was going to have a, a, a really phenomenal NFL career. I know uh, people in Tampa did too. That's why they they took him uh, as high as they did. But uh, you know, uh, Matt, for for whatever reason, it just it, it hasn't worked out the way I'm sure O.J. wishes it no. had, or in the way that Alabama fans wish it had for O.J. Howard in the NFL. You remember, we all do, the unbelievable game he had against Clemson to win the national championship. Um, he <laughs> just thought this guy's going to play 12 years in the NFL because he had such skill as a receiver, but he was big and brutal enough to block. But he's just had knick-knack injuries ever since he signed with the Bucks, And it's, it's very, very unfortunate. I'm glad he's going to get some money. But after two release you, uh, Jay, wouldn't you say that's a trend? And the likelihood of him being picked up again, uh, I hope so. But is this a career-ending move now, do you think? I, I don't think so. He wasn't released by the Bucks, was he? He was an unrestricted free agent. I'm almost positive about that. He, he uh, left the Bucks back in March. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I'm yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. He, he left yeah. as an unrestricted free agent. Okay. They, did yeah. not, they did not pick up his fifth-year option. So right. that yeah yes you're, yeah. you're you are correct on that. So he gets to Buffalo. They've got you know, two guys that started last year had a lot of playing time. Had an, I think a rookie that came in that was pretty impressive as well. I don't know if he had some struggles early on, whether it be picking up the offense or even uh, just through uh, you know Nick's here and there that he's had throughout his career. Um, I, I think just based on his athleticism and how important tight ends like him are in the NFL now, I think he's a valuable commodity. And I, and I think as long as he can get back and be in shape and be ready to play and do the things that he needs to do, I think he probably has a good chance of getting picked up by somebody. He's just too valuable of a, of a commodity at that tight end position. The size he's got, the speed, the athleticism, and when he's playing at his best, he can be a real difference maker for you. So there, there are, I'm sure, teams out there looking for guys just like him to add some depth to their tight end position or either uh, bring him in and try to get him in the starting role. Jay, what? so this is cut down day, right, for yeah. the NFL. Um, what was this day like for you uh, in, in your career in the NFL? And I, and I know it, it used to really come in more stages than it, it does now. Uh, essentially, like today is the, the major cut day. Um, what was this? Let's just sort of take us uh, kind of behind the curtain a little bit of what this is like for these guys who are who are on the bubble and they don't know if they're going to get get the call or not, and they don't know if if they do get the call, uh, saying they've been cut, if they'll get picked up on the practice squad. It just what, what's it like the uh, range of emotions that uh, players go through on a day like today? Yeah, very stressful. You know, you want to find out the news. You just kind of want to either say, okay, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I've won the job and. You know, if, look, if you're a, a first-round or second-round guy, even a third-round guy, you're, you, know, you probably don't have a lot to worry about. They have so much already invested into that player that they're going to make that player work. The owner's going to make sure that happens and that they get preferential treatment. But uh, to the guys who are, you know, third or four, being fourth, fifth, sixth-rounders, even, you know, unrestricted or, I'm sorry, free agents coming in, um, you know, after signing contracts with different teams, 
they, you know, there, there's a lot of anxiety. Uh, you know, you, we, you know, they call him the Grim Reaper, uh, the guy that comes around and says, "Hey, grab your playbook. Uh, time to go see uh, your coach." Uh, you'd go meet with your your position coach first, and then go meet with the head coach. And for me, both times I was cut. The first time um, in New England, uh, that was uh, the the very last uh, last cut. Uh, that morning, Pat, uh, uh, Coach um, uh, Parcells brought me in and, and wanted to talk to me directly. After I met with him first, and then went met met with uh, Ray Perkins afterwards. Uh, and I'd known Ray for a long time since his ties to Alabama. And th- they were very cordial. They were like, "Look, here's the situation. Here's you know, Vincent Brixby got hurt." We've got another receiver that got hurt. We got to keep um, other guys on right now. We'll bring them back in. We're gonna we're gonna release you. We hope we'll be able to pick you right back up and be able to put you on the practice squad or on some type of reserve in order to keep you until we get Vincent back healthy. At that time, they used Tom Tupa as their third quarterback, which is something then they began to use uh, many years afterwards. I got picked up immediately by the Carolina Panthers, so I felt good about that. Get to Carolina, had a great season. Actually, had a great uh, training camp as well in preseason get to that final cut and um we're, we're through like midday it's going like we're going to go the afternoon and go into going to practice or meetings and i'm thinking man I, i'm good to go i don't I mean i didn't get a call nothing i get about to go get in the car i'm walking out the door and the phone rings and i'm like do i go answer it or not <laughs> and i went and answered it and uh sure enough it was joe pendry said hey come in i want to talk to you and i knew right then when he said that 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 meant that uh that they were going to be cut releasing me so it's it is a lot of anxiety. It's it's kind of the a little bit of the uh, the rug and pulled out from underneath your feet because you know you have hopes and dreams and you know how tough it is to to make those teams as much as it is for those teams to make those decisions uh, moving forward on what they they've got to do in order for their team to be ready and competing at a high level that season. So that, that those are those are tough moments. A lot of anxiety for these guys today and getting these final uh, cuts down and you know a lot of these guys they're going to be back playing other teams or they won't give up on that dream or they will see them in the USFL playing for the Birmingham Stallions. I, I know today is considered the saddest day in the NFL because so many guys are losing their jobs, but I also find it somewhat fascinating because it's you see the different philosophies that teams use when building, especially the back end of their roster, right? Roster uh, construction. Um, uh, one other notable uh, the cut, uh, and, and there will be a bunch of them today, um, the Vikings waived quarterback Kellen Mond. He was a third-round pick out of Texas A&M. We all remember Kellen Mond in 2021. But what right. this means is that uh, Minnesota traded for Nick Mullins uh, a couple weeks ago. This means that Mullins now is, is firmly entrenched uh, in Minnesota. So uh, good for Nick Mullins. That is really good for him. And, um, you know, one of those things, Matt, and I know for you, you know, you covering these guys for years, writing stories and, and watching their careers like a guy like O.J. Howard and, um, you know, having a chance to interview them. Did you ever get a chance to interview many guys after they got released or cut and kind of get their feelings or, yeah. or what they were, what was happening at that particular time of their life? Yeah, and you have to do the story because people want to know who's in and who's out. But uh, mainly with the Stallions, the first version. And, uh, man, it's it's brutal to, to watch somebody see – their mm-hmm. career, their potential career, or their accomplished career just suddenly end with a decision so abruptly in one day. And I've always been curious as to how you got phone calls. Um, and, and I don't know if they over-glamorize this on uh, cinema, but, you know, they, they have these dramatic, Coach need to see you, bring your playbook. That means you're gone. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, it. And then the, the the little pink tab that uh, was 
hanging inside the lockers uh, on Major League. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how they were letting you know. Um, when I was around it a lot, and you, you guys tell me if this phrase is familiar to you, they called them the Turk. Yeah. Was that? Do y'all remember that's that it. phrase? Yeah, yeah, the Turk. If the Turk called on you, bring your playbook. So it was it's not, a tough I day. I can't imagine my whole England. career. <laughs> What's what is that? I, I still have my playbook from New England and from Green Bay. <laughs> so there, I was like, if take you that. Crazy, I'm taking this. But but, but Jay, is <laughs> it is it <laughs> Jay? Is, is coming it, with me? Is it a little different? I, I know you you were tired when you were in Canada. You you weren't cut, but I, I'm sure you saw some guys get cut. Is it harder uh, to to be cut from a league like USFL or for me I covered NFL Europe uh, or up in Canada because it truly is the end of the line. You know, there, yeah. there's really nowhere else to go, and that, that's when the, the 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 totality of the realization hits you that my career is over. Most definitely, yeah. I mean, saw many guys really have um, some really go through some really tough low moments. Uh, friends of mine, guys I'd played ball with or played against in college, watching them leaving whether it be the uh, CFL team or, or the, uh, the Birmingham Thunderbolts that first year of the XFL and um, they had a lot of local guys that played at Alabama and Auburn and SEC teams that, that you knew and or played against or played with they got released and um, you know, and, and a lot of it was their fault they didn't come in in shape they didn't come in really prepared for the moment at that point in time I was lucky because I was just now coming out of the NFL and the CFL uh, when that happened but uh, and that's where I ended my career because of the injury to my neck uh, against uh, the uh, Uh, team out of Chicago at that time for the XFL. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and continue live from ABX. Also, Tide 100.9 FMR flagship station, Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205 205- 
909-709-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at Williford Chiropractic and Wellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. I feel like I've just seen Steady grow. Um, he's been working really, really hard. Uh, someone who has been working hard throughout the his time here, just, you know, how how Alabama is. It hasn't been his time, you know, the last two years, but not everyone's seen what's going on throughout the week, but the last two years he's been here. He's been working day in and day out. Um, he's grown and feels like every practice. Um, and then in the offseason, he's been taking really a leadership role and being the guy who's been there the longest, um, knowing all of his stuff. Um, you know, obviously we have some new faces, so helping everyone else with with knowing the knowing the offense, knowing how everything operates. So I think that's probably been the biggest transition I've seen from him is him, him stepping up as a leader in that wide receiver room. And uh, I'm excited to, 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 to watch him keep working with him. And uh, I'm super excited for it. Welcome back in, and again, uh, that's uh, Bryce Young talking about Holden and uh, the receiver that uh, that's really uh, has been at, actually had a really good camp. Even Coach uh, Saban talked about him as well uh, and all that he's done uh, throughout the uh, the training camp in order to be uh, one of those weapons for Alabama on that offensive side 
of the football. All right, as we continue live from ABX, also down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station, Lars Anderson, getting ready for game number one against uh, Utah State. And uh, we were just talking about some of the cutdowns. I saw where Kenyon Drake also is now headed to the Ravens. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to him and uh, getting picked back up after being released. And, um, you know, man, talk about a guy that can just such explosive speed, Matt, out of the backfield, uh, catching the ball, as well as uh, what he does as far as the running back position. Well, he's uh, one of the many players in the NFL that possess those particular attributes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you think about Waddle, and uh, good grief, um, if that unfortunate incident, uh, Ruggs, um, Alabama has now had a player drafted and play in the NFL in the Saban era at every single position. That's really not a... Uh, kind of a wow factor but it is pretty impressive i guess you can't count kickers and punters but other than that uh well i think there is a punter alabama hadn't had a kicker going to the nfl in a few years have they mm, no here i am asking questions JK. i don't know the answer well, to but I, uh yeah yeah the punter uh yeah, he was with punter. my packers for a yeah. while but hey did you did you guys see this uh on our menu today, whoops, there goes the coffee. Uh, not on equipment, promise. Uh, this, Will, Will, uh, Will Anderson has signed with Crystal, and I was telling Joe immediately when I read that I wanted a dang Crystal cheeseburger. Uh, those things are great, especially at 2.30 in the morning. But he is now sixth in America in NIL, and he is also... Yeah, he's driving one bad vehicle, too. But, uh, you know, he didn't do that for a couple of years, but now he's gone, okay, all right, I'm going to do this. And I think he is now at $1.6 million in what they call the valuation by this uh, on-three-point system. And the leader in the nation at $3.2 million is Bryce Young. So... Yeah, that's uh, update. yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, great news for Alabama and for Nick Saban and the entire staff because obviously you can use that in recruiting. You can you can say that the opportunities here for NIL deals are as good as they are anywhere. Don't know how long you're going to be able to say that for, given all the oil money that uh, Texas and Texas A and M are going to have access to. Uh, just one final thing on cuts, uh, Chris Owens who did, did such a great job at Alabama, six years at Alabama, played all the different positions along the offensive line. Uh, you know, when the offensive line was in so much turmoil because of injuries, uh, Chris was plugged in, and, and I thought he always did an admirable job. And I, I had Chris in a couple classes, and just a, just a really talented young man, impressive young man. Hate to see that he was waived by the Giants. But uh, certainly uh, he's going to land on his feet and have a, a great career. Wouldn't be surprised if he got into coaching. But, Jay, a uh, total different subject here. Um, Matt and I were talking earlier. And if only one Alabama player makes it to New York for the Heisman Trophy, uh, as a Heisman Trophy finalist, is your money – if you were a betting man, I know, I know you're not. Uh, would you be going with Will Anderson, Bryce Young, or J- Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs? I, I think all three of those have great odds to get there. If I was going to pick one, 
based on the fact that they normally don't have a guy go back-to-back, even though I think Bryce is going to put up the numbers this year to make that happen, at least be there, be a part of it. Um, but outside of him, I'd say Will Anderson. Will should have been there last year. And with Adrian uh, Hutchinson and him ending up second in the Heisman, the voters were more willing to give it. I think some of them had some buyer's remorse once they realized the guys who had actually voted him in. I'm talking about Adrian Hutchinson. Not, not to say that he wasn't deserving. Very good player, but he didn't have nearly the numbers that yeah. Will Anderson had. And so I wonder if this year after that that they may have a little more sentiment towards him and saying, hey, he needs to be there. He needs to be a part of this. Uh, he's had a great career at Alabama and has had Heisman-type numbers, if he's able to put up the same type of numbers that he did last year. So I think that's the key. Once you have a great year like that, everybody's expecting you to do that or do more. Uh, back to the NIL stuff, though, was pretty cool uh, that you talked about as far as some of the th- stuff that uh, Will's done. Um, you know, the, outside of Crystals, he's also got Roback, uh, which is a clothing company, and BMW Tuscaloosa. He's actually driving a uh, Porsche Cayenne, 2021 Porsche Cayenne GTS, which is current uh, resale value of $120,000. Pretty amazing uh, in, in college. All right, uh, also uh, out of the uh, Crystal NIL deal, uh, the fast food restaurant chain signed with Brian Br- uh, Branch. Uh, Henry Toa Toa, Jordan Battle, and uh, again, Will Anderson all announced their partnerships with Crystal via Instagram post and uh, saying the teaming up with Crystal just hits different. Check out their new side chick lineup. Choose from barbecue bacon cheese, pimento cheese, or the classic Crystal Partner. So uh, that's the guys getting their uh, NIL deals done. So <laughs> Are they paying you to too, Jay? <laughs> exactly. I was trying to, get, trying to get an endorsement deal there. <laughs> oh my gosh if, if i was jordan battle I'd, I'd go to the nil valuation guys at on three and say change my valuation now his valuation is 600 600 666 yeah, really. six, six, six. yeah no, that's bad bad number <laughs> no question about that you know I, i've never had crystals before um i guess it's a southern thing i'll have to i'll have to give crystal a try sometime it's white castle Okay. You, is the White Castle? Do they have White Castles in Nebraska? Yes. Yes. It's like okay. a sloppy it's Joe. Era. It's like a sloppy Joe, right? On now, a, these are little square hamburgers with cheese and onions on them okay. and mustard. And pickle. I don't know. They just pack a little pot. Yeah, and a pickle in the middle. But, you know, you get a uh, sack what's full. your record, Jay? How many crystals have you had? How many crystals have you had? Oh, my gosh. I've had so many. I, they actually, I mean, actually, I would have been a great NIL and, person for them. I had crystals every Sunday after <laughs> church. On Sundays, uh-huh. <laughs> we would go get crystal hamburgers. Really? We'd get like two big sackfuls, 24 of them babies, and she would have two and I'd have 22. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll bet. I'd eat a bunch. <laughs> I'd get a bowl of chili to dip them in. Oh, so good. Can't they eat like had that now. great chili. They still have good chili? Because it was I, good. I, I actually haven't eaten there in a while, but um, I still, yeah, still love it. I'm very hesitant to eat chili from a fast food restaurant ever since um, a former employee at one told me that uh, if something got dropped, spilled, throw it in the chili. Throw it in the chili. That was the response. So you don't really know what's in it uh, and where it came from. So, but, Yeah, I couldn't eat KFC uh, I do for remember a while going hearing to Chris- uh, Tony Curry's, um, yeah, all of his stories about when he worked at KFC. <laughs> oh, gosh. He worked at a KFC in Ohio. He did. That's right. But I still, in my mind, just couldn't get it out for about two years. <laughs> uh, he's going to be in tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm getting all these all these texts. Better at three. Better at one a.m. Better at three a.m. Better at two thirty and a.m. <laughs> talking about crystals is what they're talking about after late night. 
No doubt about it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one. Uh, we'll get off the Chili's kick or the uh, Crystal kick and uh, other news and notes coming out for the Crimson Tide today and uh, also around the SEC. Stay with us. We're live from AVX on this Tuesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. Diamonds. If you want to give her the big stuff, you've got to see these diamonds. VentureEndorsement.com. A little tricky to find on McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 72. And for tomorrow and Thursday, mostly sunny both days and not as humid. Highs right around 90. I'm James Span on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I give him some. It's good for his self-esteem. Um, and, uh, you know, we just, we go back and forth. We, we feed we feed off each other that. But the funny thing is, um, we're actually off the field. I'd like to think we're, we're pretty similar as far as, um, you know, that, that fiery, crazy, you know, competitive guy that Will is on the field. Um, he has a, definitely a different side of him. So um, on the field, definitely, I, I feel like, you know, we, we feed off each other and we can kind of balance each other out for the team. And then um, off the field, I think we have more similarities and differences. guys who uh, we've had a chance uh, just really get to get to know Matt uh, you know I look at these player interviews sometimes and then a lot of times they're can be really good sometimes they're not so great because the guys uh, they don't get a chance to be in front of the camera that much as a freshman and then if you're out in three years I mean really only get like a two-year window sometimes a year and a half or one year in order to kind of get to know your personality get to know the person off the field that was not the case back in the day when you were interviewing Roger Schultz and guys like me and Antonio Langham and <laughs> all types of guys that uh, were able to sit down and really develop great relationships with the media. Yeah, you guys knew the drill, um, but you also knew how to have fun of it, uh, fun with the whole deal. I remember uh, when Gary Hollingsworth <clears throat> was a starter with Roger Schultz, That was it was stand-up comedy in the middle mm-hmm. of, of uh, Bryant Hall. And we just stand there and listen to those two go back and forth, and it was just hysterical. And um, I remember one time somebody got up in the top floor of Bryant Hall and start, started playing some rather interesting sound effects over their speakers right in the middle of Gary Hollingsworth News Conference. And it was about <laughs> as funny as you could ever imagine. Just, you know, you know the sound I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody could keep a straight face during that. Um but it's very, very, uh, what would you say, call it now, it's very regimented. And, and Alabama, unless it's a special request, they pretty much pick the guys you can talk to. Yeah, and, uh, and, and for us, Lars, it was a the ones you fraternity talk to. house. 
Yeah, it was a fraternity house. Yeah. I mean, we we all lived in a fraternity house, and you know that's what it was. I mean, the Bryant Hall, uh, even though it wasn't as nice as some of the fraternity houses, especially not the ones now and the sorority houses, but we didn't have. I mean, I was in Harrison's apartment at UAB, and the area that we were in this weekend for a fantasy draft. I looked at the guys. I'm like, listen, you're, y- y'all's common area, like where we are right now, with the, we know with the sofas and the TV, and you know they had a like a bar that was kind of like a high bar type seating area where you had could sit about ten people around it, um, and then they had the kitchen, all that. I said, from right here at the bar all the way back, and the width of these walls, which is probably about maybe maybe ten to twelve feet wide, I was like, that was my dorm. That's what I lived in that for five <laughs> years, four and a half years. And, you know, we had two beds, we had two desks, we had one sink, we had two sets of drawers on each side of the sink. When you walked in in one closet, there was about, you know, a normal, just kind of uh, open closet, wasn't even like a, you know, a big closet. Um, and, but, we, you know, when you're living there, you think, man, this is unbelievable. You know, you don't, you don't realize till you get out. <laughs> yeah. It, what it, everybody it, else has got and you didn't. You know, Matt, I think you kind of hit it on the head that uh, everything is so much more structured now than it was even 10 years ago. And the players have been through media training and and, uh, a lot of times they just sort of repeat what their head coach is saying. And and that can happen at Alabama. But, you know, certainly uh, authentic uh, real guys, you know, do do uh, come through, and uh, it's nice to see their personalities come out. I remember uh, did a story at the University of Ohio, Ohio University, when Frank Solich was there, and they didn't have a game on Saturday, and I was there on Friday, and it was their off week, and I that night I went out with the starting quarterback who was over twenty one, and like two of his offensive linemen, uh, just to like a couple different bars. Can you imagine a reporter going to a couple different bars with Alabama players during the season? I no. certainly can't. Jake, no. Jake can vouch for this. It was not unusual back in the day. Of course, Jay was not going. But with both Auburn and, and Alabama, when we did bowl trips, mm-hmm. uh, we did bowl trips with the <laughs> players. Uh, and, uh, it, was, it was quite fun. But you're right, Lars. The, the reporter wouldn't do it today, much less the athlete, because they've been coached not to. Uh, and I tell you what, Jay, I miss that. I miss having a really good one-on-one relationship with the players. That just yeah. doesn't happen anymore. You really got to know them. You know, I mean, and you had them there for, what, usually four years at least. Uh, you know, they weren't gone in two and a half, yep. three years. All right, so we'll come back. Hour number two coming up next on this Tuesday edition. You're ready for Alabama, Utah State. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do 
special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should. I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. 100%, like you said, coach always makes sure there's a competitive environment, and that uh, speaks to everyone. Um, so for me, it's pushing myself to be the best version of myself for the team. Um, I feel like um, there's a lot of room for me to grow on the field, um, grow as a leader, and there's a lot of work to be done. And that was kind of the mindset that I took going into the offseason. Um, so it was really about pushing myself, um, like you said, not being comfortable and complacent um, and, and, and finding the things I want to get better at and that we need to get better at as a unit and, and making sure that I'm pushing myself, we're pushing each other as a team to accomplish our goals. Yeah, I think it's just knowing that it's going to be a process. Um, you know, we have new faces uh, coming in. Um, we had we had some transfers, some guys that are stepping up into different roles. Um, you know, but at the same time, there, there's you know, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be uh, you're not going to look like how you want to look. Um, you know, the first day of, of of spring ball, first day of of, of fall camp. Um, but it's a process, and you know that's obviously a very consistent theme here. But um, regardless, it's just making sure that we're pushing ourselves to be the best version of ourselves. We're always communicating. We're always talking. And um, I think it's really encouraging for me just to see the growth that we both had, uh, that, that me and all the receivers had collectively. The more reps we get, the more we talk about things, um, you can definitely feel um, the chemistry and connection growing um, throughout the year, uh, throughout the offseason at least. So I'm excited to, to watch it continue to grow and, and to keep putting the work. And, you know, it's a process, but it's encouraging for sure. back in our number two we're live from abx audio video excellence and uh, lars anderson is now uh, stepped away to go be a professor 
at the University of Alabama for uh, hour number two and throughout the rest of the afternoon. But uh, thanks for joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. And uh, again, uh, we're presented by Top Golf at Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely. Love it. A lot of fun for friends, family, coworkers, and uh, they do a lot of events out there, whether it's different parties, whether it's charitable events, where they raise a, mo- a lot of money for charities, and even corporate events as well at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. We were just talking about it, and uh, there was Bryce Young kind of, uh, it was, as we said, now the guys, uh, they sound like the coach, and uh, he definitely brought a process a number of times uh, throughout that uh, that interview and uh, some of the comments that he made uh, earlier talking about uh, this year, this team and the camaraderie that they have and what they've built and some of the guys who can step in and really provide uh, a lot on the, uh, especially on the office side of the football, whether it be an office line or especially at the wide receiver position. And, you know, with the new office line coach and all the praise, Matt, that he's gotten, um, I, I really think you're going to see a difference in how this office line plays uh, this year. I think that is, uh, in my mind, based on what you know was last year, the, the key to get this team up and rolling. I think guys we've seen come in, be able to fill those spots. I know there's still some concern at wide receiver. Uh, you know, is Jermaine Burton going to be the guy? Can Holden step up? Can uh, you know look at Prentice, Kobe Prentice, as a true freshman from Calera, and then the guys behind him as well that are very, very talented, and hopefully get JoJo Earl back at about a month or so. But uh, Saban has definitely emphasized with the guys, and we brought this up earlier over and over again, that whether you're a starter or backup, you have to be ready when your name is called. And uh, once again, the importance of getting enough guys to play what he calls winning football. And uh, so he also said uh, in his latest uh, press conference, we feel good about the running back position, even though two of the top three guys are coming back from injury. Uh, he said that redshirt freshman Terry and Arnold has played with a lot of consistency. A cornerback Arnold is listed as an or starter. We talked about that earlier with Kyrie Jackson, uh, which is actually a slash now. Saban says tight end Cameron Latu is going to start practice today. He says that Latu will be, or yesterday being out, the young tight ends have been able to get a lot of reps and make significant progress. He also uh, brought up as far as uh, Ja'Cory Brooks is going to be uh, one of the uh, kickoff returners as well. So uh, he'll move into that spot. Uh, he said no one's entitled to anything on our team. Saban said this when talking about positions where there's a lot of competition. What uh, makes uh, Joha- uh, Joheem Otis, a guy that's really been talked about a lot uh, up there with DJ Dell at that nose guard position, uh, as, as special and worthy of a starting spot as a defense lineman, according to Saban, he's hard to block. And uh, you love to hear that about those interior guys. They not only stop the run, but they know their, their responsibility. Their responsibility is to take on the double teams. What's that do? It frees up Henry Toa Toa. It frees up Jalen Moody in order for those guys to run to the football and uh, play really good gap defense. So uh, a lot of good things coming out from uh, Coach Saban and uh, some of his thoughts about this team as they enter this 2022 season. Just think about the running back room for just a minute. I mean, you've got experience with Alabama, four deep. Um, Now, Gibbs is transferring from Georgia Tech, and he has a ton of experience. But you had uh, Roy Dell and Jace coming back and Trey Sanders, and I don't think it's going to be by committee, though, Jay. From what I understand, what I've heard, Jameer Gibbs has distanced himself from, (laughs) face it, Jay Barker, some pretty darn good running backs. So much that Lars Anderson thinks he's going to be in the Heisman room in December. So uh, that's pretty amazing. But uh, as Lars also mentioned, um, two other guys will be getting a start there. We're in the transfer portal. And I know he's an or, but uh, it likely happened with um, Eli Ricks, too. So 
transfer portal just continues to uh, to uh, be used expertly at the University of Alabama. And it's not just Alabama. Uh, some other folks are using it as well, like South Carolina, I think, and getting uh, Spencer Rattler. And uh, what about USC? They're my dark horse this year. Uh, they get things cranked up. So it's interesting. Jay, I wanted to ask you real quick because Thursday night, Ball State is at Nalen Stadium. Ball State's not very good. I think they have a 1 in 20 chance of winning this thing, according to the odds I looked at a little while ago. But are you like me, Jay? Are you really interested to see if Tennessee is really what it's all about this year, or are we going to be disappointed in them again? No, I mean, you know, look, Josh Heupel, uh, he's had a lot of good things to say about the team uh, from spring practice all the way through fall camp and, and feels good about the team he's got right now and, and continue to build it. He's talking about one piece at a time, building one building block at a time. And, you know, the quarterback position last year for them uh, at times was really excellent. At other times would make some, some mistakes here and there. They play a very up-tempo, very fast offense. Um, you know, it's almost like we're going to run our play. No matter what defense uh, we, we see out there, we're just going to run fast and uh, and try to be as uh, deceptive as possible when it comes to just getting the line of scrimmage, making you line up, and then maybe we pause for a second, get a look, make a call, or or, or you know some kind of audible in order to get the best play possible. But um, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's talked up this team very well. A lot of people think that they're going to be better this year. They have been. They think that he's got them heading in the right direction. But, man, you talk about a team – that has been through some turmoil and a team that really has not been able to bounce back. And, and you know, and I know, and you know more than I do based on just our, our difference in age, but you know, Tennessee and Alabama pretty much built the sec back in the day. Uh, they're the ones that were, you know, with general Nalen and his competition against uh, coach Brian and, and others. Um, you know, they were the ones winning sec titles. They were the ones getting kind of the national notoriety. And that's what made that third Saturday in October so special because Normally, it decided who was going to be winning the SEC that year and who might be playing for a national yep. title. So, you kind of want to see that team get back to to where Tennessee used to be. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, it, they used to be able to. They were nationally recruiting when a lot of other teams were not. They had to. The reason they had to because Tennessee high school football was not good at all. Uh, it has improved over the last fifteen or twenty years. Uh, really, a lot more in the last ten to five years or five to ten years. Uh, in that in those areas and some of the different schools and the coaching and you know Trent Dilfer up there at Lipscomb um, and uh, you know all the different uh, other uh, kind of private school or private academies uh, but they just haven't been known to be a hotbed of, of college I mean or, or high school uh, football players coming out of high school in order to go on it and have a successful career in college so they they were at that time you know recruiting outside of the state and now every team is recruiting outside of the state they, they kind of had a market on that bringing guys in from you know, all over the place and, and talented uh, players that they were able to get. Uh, that has just not been the case of the coaches they've had since then. And I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I really believe, in, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I do think Lane Kiffin would have had them in a better position, a better spot now if he would have stayed, no doubt in my mind. I think, you know, he was – the way that he played Alabama, even though they blocked the two kicks, uh, just that year you could tell that there was a difference uh, in the feeling of Tennessee. They felt like they had their coach, and then he just left them high and dry. You know, Tennessee also used to have wide receivers that could just rip mm-hmm. it. Willie Galt, you know, Olympian, um, because they had such a great track program. Well, I guess that's fallen off because you don't hear wide receivers that are also running the 200. But uh, that was something else. And I, I, I'd like to see Tennessee get better for the conference. But, uh, Jay, I think you're just like me. The streak can continue with Alabama. And you are so spot on. Uh, about their high schools. 
You know, the best player I think I ever remember coming out of Tennessee ended up going to Alabama, and that was Antonio London. Man, Mm -hmm. golly, what a hybrid player. Uh, He played on your national championship team, uh, but he left Tullahoma to go to Tuscaloosa. And um, it's going to be very, very interesting. And I think Tennessee is going to be an 8-9 win 10 season this year. I just – I. And it, doesn't Alabama go to Tennessee? It, have I got that right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I, when you look I at the, um, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was trying to think. About, I mean, we used to own Memphis. That was the area that Alabama really just owned um, at the time. Uh, back, you know, from what the early uh, or, or mid '80s all the way through the uh, the '90s into the 2000s. So many great players came out of out of that area uh, of Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, and a lot of controversy came out of there as well, but uh, yeah, yeah you're right. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no question about that. Um, who was the big guy? Two hundred thousand, hundred eighty thousand. And they had that big to do about. Golly, a, a memory is a horrible thing to waste, especially when you can't do anything about it. What was the guy's <laughs> name? Oh my uh, gosh! I mean, if you would, you would have tested me too. Yeah, exactly. you're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey, guess what? That's a wonderfully bad tease. I'll have the answer after the break. <laughs> On the other How's side. That? <laughs> hey, also, also, Jay, uh, we got to take a, a quick dive into what happened to Auburn yesterday. They lost their center. Whoa. He retired. He retired. Yeah, Brom. And, um, hey, going back real quick before we get to break, uh, you were talking about the guys in, in offense definitely this year, last year. Um, and, and, and really it was both offense and defense last year that really benefited from that transfer portal as you were talking about earlier. But offensively, three starters we brought up yesterday, Tyler Steen at left tackle, Jermaine Burton at X, and then also the uh, running back, Jameer Gibbs. So uh, three key positions for that offense uh, that they were able to get out of the transfer portal. It's become a huge thing, and it's going to continue to be, just like free agency. All right, uh, we'll be back. Stay with us live. We'll give you the name on the other side. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. Law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 72. And for tomorrow and Thursday, mostly sunny both days and not as humid. Highs right around 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa wrong like 95 percent of the time um but i i give him some it's good for his self-esteem um and uh you know we just we go back and forth we we feed we feed off each other that but the funny thing is um we're actually off the field i'd like to think we're, we're pretty similar as far as um you know that that fiery crazy you know competitive guy the will is on the field um he has a, definitely a different side of him so um on the field definitely I, I feel like you know we, we feed off each other and we can kind of balance each other out for the team and then um off the field i think we have more similarities and differences Mike, give us a name. What's the name? Albert Means. That's right. 
Uh, Logan Young. There's another one from that. But you know what my favorite story about that is when they first started reporting that Means was or allegedly got $200,000. And uh, somebody asked Ray Goff about it. And Ray Goff said, hell, that's quarterback money. <laughs> Crazy, man. I mean, to think that oh. – um, and, and then the way that uh, Logan Young passed away and all that. I mean, just crazy stories. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. It was like a, it was, uh, like a uh, Grisham movie coming out of Memphis, uh, Tennessee. Uh, and they made a few there. I remember it wasn't The Firm. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, that was a good movie. Um, but uh, – that was a it was a, it was a tough tough deal at the time, and I was reading. I did a little dig during the first of all found his name, <laughs> but a little uh-huh. he actually went on to finish college and got a master's degree, and he is now a PE coach slash a PE coach uh, for his hometown high school in Memphis. That's pretty cool. That story, that part of the story ended up well. Okay. All right, Jay. Nick Brahms is uh, not coming back to to, uh, make the snaps at Auburn. He had 33 career starts. He had 28 consecutive starts over two years at Auburn. But he finally sat down. He talked with Harson uh, yesterday, and he said, my knees just can't take it anymore. Uh, fortunately, and I'll explain, uh, because of his noted injuries, he's been all on the sidelines most of the spring and fall. So Tate Johnson, a junior at, uh, like six, three, two eighty five, has had a lot of reps with the first team, but Jay, nobody better than an actual center to explain their critical role in an offense than a quarterback. Who was your, yeah, who was your center? Zuga? Uh, God help me. No, Who was yeah, the Shields, Toby Shields, at Alabama? Uh, yeah, Schultz was Toby. the uh, he he was there when I got there my first year. Uh, I was redshirted, and then um, and then after that, Toby Shields was my center, and then John Causey was my center after that. And uh, John oh, Stevenson yeah. also uh, played center when those guys got hurt. He was kind of a utility guy that could kind of play pretty much anywhere. Um, so yeah, but Toby was the the one for the you know from ninety one through ninety three. Well. Tell, tell everybody, and, and most people listen to this show are pretty football savvy, but there's a huge difference between being a center and a guard, and I'm not just talking about the actual motion. Most centers from, I, I guess, when you first start calling plays along the line of scrimmage in high school all the way through the NFL are kind of the brains of brains of the group, are they not? They are. They're making all the calls. They're reading the defense, the fronts. Uh, I mean, some of them, once they get to the NFL, can even recover. They, they see everything. Uh, they've done it for so long, and um, you know they're doing it from a, a position a lot lower than the quarterback and, and anybody else kind of looking at the field. But you got to make the calls and protection. You're kind of like calling out the fronts. So it gives everybody an idea of what guy that they've got or wh- what their blocking scheme may be, whether it's in a man blocking scheme or zone. Um, you know, we always used to kid that um, they said, "What's you know, if you if you don't figure it out, just yell him." And they call it him blocking. It just means I got him, you got him, you got him, uh, him blocking. So. Uh, the, the center is, is definitely the quarterback, making those calls, communicating down the line of scrimmage to each guy. He'll talk to the guard. Guard talks, talks to the tackle. And, um, you know, the, the funny thing about it, who's the two guys that normally forget the snap count the most? Quarterback and center. 
And why is that? I think it's because so much is going on at the line of scrimmage yeah, that even though of- you called it in the huddle, you forgot it. Even though the center knows he's got to know it, he forgets it. Um, and a lot of the teams have gone to, uh, to clapping because they say it's uh, that they, they can hear it better. And um, and also you can kind of try to drag draw guys off by uh, pretending to clap at certain times. But um, yeah, that 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 position is key for a quarterback. Gives you so much trust. And you know, after losing Toby, after having him for three years. John Causey came in and stepped in and played an amazing role. That offensive line that year, and really pretty much when I was there, besides Roosevelt Patterson, uh, they, they weren't your, your typical big co- uh, college offensive linemen. But go back and watch how fast they were coming around, whether it be uh, you know guard pulling or tackle pulling. Uh, even even Toby would pull at times, uh, and, and so would John. And the way that they would get off the football. I'll never forget uh, watching, uh, re-watching a game, uh, Alabama-Auburn 1994, John Causey was owning the nose guard, the tackles for for Auburn, absolutely owning. And we were making big chunks of yardage on run game. And um, the, one of the commentators, I, I think at that time, um, remember if it was uh, trying to, um, what was the former quarterback that was there? His son Brian. Um, oh my gosh, Greasy. Greasy, yeah. Greasy was in the booth with uh, Keith Jackson, and he said, yeah, I mean, it's amazing at his size what he's doing up front and the dom- how dominant he's he is. And Keith Jackson goes, he don't know he's little. <laughs> and, no, he's uh, kind, kind of his tall, old, but know, lean. Kind of, yeah, but um, the, the center is, is the key role at that line of scrimmage. Yes, your left tackle is protecting your backside, but the guy, their quarterbacking at all is the center. And, you know, look, you know, T.J. Finley, according to what I, I listened to some uh, interview from Harson yesterday, and he said that he's been very impressed with the guy that's replaced him and said that he's been getting a lot of great work and has gotten most of the reps even through fall practice because of the uh, injury that Bronze has, has dealt with. So I think that's that's key for them, and, and there's got to be a comfort level, I would think, now with T.J. Finley with the new guy in, in that position. And But now it's about communication. It's just about chemistry. The offensive line, you got to have chemistry uh, with those five, and hopefully you got you know another six or seven uh, coming off the bench that can play and come in when guys need need some rest. Jay, did you ever forget the snap count to where it uh, ended up a negative play? That, because nobody normally, else knew. Normally, I'm, I mean, the way our offense was set up, which it would be this way too, is that I always had this reliable guy that was right behind me. One was either Kevin Turner or the other one was Martin Houston. So I would just kind of turn around and look at him and go, what's the snap count? <laughs> <laughs> while my hands were underneath the center <laughs> and normally they were able to get me the uh the snap count and then that way i could go on through then sometimes it was um in practice if you forgot you know you 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 could stop but sometimes you didn't want to so i would kind of just kind of go hut you know just so that way i said well i said on two you know but i just in order to kind of cover for your tracks <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's so much is going through your mind i mean you're processing the front, the secondary. You're looking at for blitzes. You're looking yeah. for all types of things. You got to remember, okay, where are all the guys going that you're going to throw the ball to, as well as even in the run game. Check with me. Is which side do I need to go based on, uh, you know, the bubble that you may see in that defense. So that's the uh, that's the fun. But it's fun, you know, as well. I mean, it, it just it, it it's a lot of information you got to deal with. But um, but you know, that's part of the training. Jay, one of the funniest things I ever saw at the pro level was um, with the Stallions. And um, quarterbacks are just mind-checking like crazy, coming out of the huddle, and Cliff Stout goes to get up under center Batman, Mark Battaglia. But he's not paying a whole lot of attention cause to, to his line because he's looking at the defense. And he got up <laughs> Pat Sandin, the right guard. <laughs> and, man, did he get a look. 
uh, he turned around quickly. Like, what are you doing touching my butt? And, uh, <laughs> he wasn't used to that. Did you ever That's go? Right. Did you ever line up behind the guard? I did. Yep, a, few, a couple times I have. Because <laughs> you're turning around, you're looking at like you're uh, looking down at, at the receivers, giving them signals, and then you're turning around talking to your to your backs, trying to get make sure they know the play. If, especially if you're doing a, a check with me, I think this one has happened a couple times, and then uh, gotten under or almost got underneath the wrong guy, and then correcting myself. But uh, you know, it's, it, 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 I mean, when I say this, I mean you know your guy. You know, you've you've you've, <laughs> you've been with him for so long. <laughs> the other one doesn't feel right. <laughs> What was it uh, Schultz used to say about Gary Hollings where he says, I'm his favorite butt? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was very typical Roger Schultz. And, uh, uh, you know, I learned a lot. Great. I was a young reporter. I learned a lot from him about the center position. And then with the Stallions, I ended up covering Tom Banks, who's a dear friend yeah, phenomenal and a wonderful player. guy and, and a phenomenal player. I think six, seven-time All-Pro uh, with the Cardinals in the NFL. But he taught me a lot about it, too, and uh, – I guess really I wasn't quite aware. Uh, you know, it's really important because you're snapping the ball to the quarterback. You're getting everything started. But as far as the checks and the reads, and if you, if you look and you watch a football game at virtually any level now, you'll see the center with his either right or left hand on the ball. But the other one's just pointing and talking yep. and shouting. Yep. And uh, he's responsible for getting everybody aligned. I love the him. Him blocking too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you you got to be able to think fast, process information, and and, and you got to be able to communicate. I mean, you, you got to kind of be that outgoing guy that's willing to, to you know raise his voice and make sure everybody can hear the calls that are being made. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the very very important position and, uh, and one that uh, hopefully won't bite Auburn at all this this year. And, and maybe the guy that's stepping in can play at a high level. Harson seems to have a lot of confidence in him. All right, so we'll come back and uh, continue talking about some of the big matchups coming up this weekend, as well as some more Alabama Crimson Tide news and notes for you. We'll also preview again some of the changes at Bryant-Denny Stadium. A lot of you heading to the, the game this weekend. They put out some of the new things that will be happening at Bryant-Denny Stadium. We'll give you that information coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Stadium, uh, there are some changes as far as things that will be happening. One is that there will be no cash 
If you bring in cash, it's a cash-free zone now. Beginning in 2022, all points of sale at Alabama Athletic Events for concessions and retail will be cashless. And they'll have that new retail store there for NIL with a lot of the uh, different players' gear as well. But fans can exchange, can actually uh, exchange their cash uh, for a fan card in $20 increments in two locations of the stadium, lower level, first floor, section AA, near concession S126, and upper level, eighth floor, section NN8, near concession N804. Now, each location will have a team member there to assess guests who require the service. UA said fan cards are a preloaded MasterCard with no activation fees. This cannot, uh, th- th- uh, These can not only be used at the stadium concession, but also later on where MasterCard is accepted. So that's a good thing. If you load it up and don't use it all, you can still use it other places the mastercard is taken alcohol sales begins again beer and wine at select sporting events beginning with 2022 home football season the majority of locations there will offer beer and wine an additional portable station will be set up on the 100 200 and 800 level concourses guests must be 21 to purchase and show valid proof of identification ids will be checked at time of purchase and there is a limit of two alcoholic beverages per transaction. Sales of beer and wine will conclude at the completion of the third quarter. UA said alcohol tr- uh, perched in the stadium concourses cannot be brought into or out of premium seating areas, and all alcohol purchased at sporting events must be consumed at the venue. It may not be carried out under any circumstances. So some of the uh, changes there for a lot of you out there, there'll be a recycling program going on as well. The mobile ticketing continues from 2022 uh, ticket transfer as well from 2020 Uh, tailgating uh, a few, a few different changes there, but you can go online. AO.com did a great article. Matt brought it up this morning uh, talking about uh, from uh, Ben Flanagan uh, Flanagan and uh, AO.com. Go check out the article. You'll see all the details and some of the new things happening at Bryant Denny stadium, Matt. Yeah, some of the uh, tailgating uh, on the quad there is free. Um, so, I mean, um, by the way, just a little advice, get there early. <laughs> but uh, the one thing I, I am a little puzzled by, but also probably not to worry, the same group that ended up giving away Guinness in Dublin for the Nebraska-Northwestern uh, game when they they couldn't literally take the cards to pay for it. The same group runs the the event management at at, at Brian Denny, isn't that right, Jay? I think that's what Josh Smith told us yesterday. But anyway, Levi, in the transaction, right. Levi. yeah, Levi, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in Levy the transaction, they say they say you'll you'll need to get your ID checked at the point of purchase, uh, and I guess they will have somebody that's just designated to check the IDs and kind of walk back in line so you don't have to pull out your driver's license as you're buying. That was the only thing that I had a little bit of a question about. But good grief, these guys manage events and alcohol sales, among many, many other things, literally, as we know now, around the world. So I'm pretty sure, Jay, even though it's a first for Bryant-Denny Stadium Alabama fans, it's not a first for these people, and I don't anticipate any problems at all. Yeah, and I tell you, the, the neat thing, too, this year, the first time ever, we talk about a lot of first. NASCAR will be in the stadium. We'll see a lot of ads and things that they'll be involved in digitally as well yeah. as some of the broadcast uh, stuff. So that's going to be new. Uh, the beer sales and wine sales inside the stadium. Um, and uh, also, as I talked about earlier, the new uh, the, the new merchandise store that's going to be inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, there's never been anything like that where you could actually buy team gear inside Bryant-Denny Stadium at the game. Normally, that was 
purchased outside of the stadium um, and, and actually not having an actual store, which is going to be uh, with Fanatics and I forget the other group that's with them, but uh, they are, you know, it, it'll be part of the NIL. So those sales, my understanding, will benefit the NIL um, program for the athletes and how that money is distributed amongst the athletes based on maybe certain jerseys that are bought with names in the back or just uh, be a collective type deal for the athletes. So the first time that's happening uh, inside Bryant Denny Stadium, which you see a lot of that in all the pro stadiums. Yeah, and I'd like to make a little personal announcement, Jay, because you were certainly hand in hand with this. But uh, David Debose, Walt Williams, and all the folks at uh, Tide One Hundred Point Nine and other affiliates um, are going to have a pre pregame show. This is not on the network. Network starts three hours before kickoff, but the Tide One Hundred Point Nine coverage begins two hours before that. So. For instance, uh, 6.30 this uh, Saturday night, we'll go in at 1.30 to 3.30, and then that work will pick it up. But I'm going to be a part of, of that, um, along with uh, Christian Miller, D.C. Uh, Joe is going to be involved with this. Of course, Joe Gaither, a program director or a digital manager back there at Tide 100.9. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. I know you did this some last year, but you've got two kids well, one coaching and another quarterback in Birmingham. Your Saturdays are pretty full. I appreciate you paving the way for me there, buddy. Uh, most definitely, man. And uh, you, you'll do a lot better than I did. You're uh, you're a terrific broadcaster, and <laughs> you're going to add a lot to that uh, broadcast. The um, for me, it was it was really fun to be able to stay connected to it. And you know, there are those early games that can be pretty early, getting down to, to uh, Tuscaloosa. Uh, but Joe Gaither was awesome to work with, uh, and all the guys there, Todd. Uh, who were running that at that particular time did a great job in preparation and giving us uh, really great venues that we were at 1225 for a couple of years and, and other spots there on the strips who were right there in the, in the heart and the heat of all the action. Uh, so that was a lot of fun to be a part of that. And, and David DeBose and all those guys do a terrific job there at time 100.9 FM. But yeah, I just, we, you and I talked about something. I, I just can't commit. I told David that last year, so this is my last time around. I think uh, I just got too much going on with UAB football, trying to be at their games and then trying to get back down to Tuscaloosa for the other games. So I'm, I'm on uh, 50, 2059 running between uh, Birmingham and Tuscaloosa pretty much all day on Saturdays <laughs> now if, uh, if I got two home games or if I'm trying to go out of town to watch uh, another game. But it's, uh, it, it's a, it, again, it's a ton of fun. I, I mean, you're number one, you'll be terrific at it as and you are and everything you do broadcasting. Uh, but it's just fun to be there. The atmosphere to kind of hear from the players, replay some of the comments from Coach Saban um, and, and the guys that you'll have with you uh, doing the show and just the energy that you feel from the student body. Uh, I think that was what was probably the, the best in 2020. And Joe and I talked about this. At, we were at 1225 and you know, really weren't expecting like a huge crowd. We're like, okay, it's, it's COVID year, not going to happen. And all of a sudden it was packed with all the fraternities and sororities and it was kind of like their meeting place. Um, and they were having to spread them out a little bit here and there. But um it is fun uh, when everybody kind of gets in that game game time mode, mode and everybody's kind of pre-gaming there, getting ready for the game, and uh, whether they're having dinner or whatever else, listening to the show and having a chance to kind of kind of that last-minute breakdown or last-hour breakdown of what's going to be happening that Saturday. So a lot of fun and a lot of great memories of those guys. Yeah, the 11 a.m. kickoffs mean <clears throat> a 6 o'clock uh, start mm-hmm. on Saturday. And, uh, by the way, that's Texas. <laughs> right. So what I did is I went to the AVX okay. studios and did what we're doing right now and started into uh, the pregame show and did it live from there and put the games up and stuff or really wasn't any games at that particular time. But that was uh, one of my, <laughs> my cheat modes 
of uh, being able to make the pregame, and I have to be in Tuscaloosa that early. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, wrap up hour number two. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. Audio Video Excellence continues. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studio. Do Labor Day your way and get a free 18-volt battery with select Milwaukee Power Toolkit purchases at the Home Depot. How doers get more done? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 92. Tonight's low, 72. And for tomorrow and Thursday, mostly sunny both days and not as humid. Highs right around 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I'm so excited. I mean, from the time I woke up this morning, from the time I was in the weight room, everything, like, all I've been doing is envisioning the game on Saturday and, you know, like, everything that's going to be going on. So, like, that's all I've been thinking about all day. But I'm very excited. I haven't stopped smiling. Just to, you know, playing Brian Denny in the first um, the first game this season is going to be something huge and something big, and we're all excited. What I just want to see from the defense is what we've been preaching all offseason, what we've been doing all offseason, just playing fast, playing physical, and building that team chemistry. And most important, just paying attention to the little details to cut down on the mental errors. I think that's the big thing Coach has been harping on all season long is, you know, developing those younger guys for when they get in situations. He's been really big on that. But the young guys have been doing a really good job taking good strides to, you know, if their name is called, if the opportunity arrives for them, that they'll be prepared. And the coaches have been doing a great job of making sure that happens. Anderson there talking about uh, the young players and some of the guys having to step up and really the message that's being preached by Coach Saban. We talked about since the end of the game against Georgia, that loss in the national championship game through spring practice all the way through the summer workouts and fall camp all the way up to now game week. Talking about the, the guys that are there competing and uh, the depth behind us saying that they got to get everybody playing winning football. And if you play winning football, you get a chance to be on the field and uh, the process and all the things that you hear these guys continually talk about this just uh, drilled into them, preached into them daily. And uh, I, I could just have noticed, and I know a lot of people have as far as just Coach Saban is definitely, um, he, he is stuck to this one thing, Matt, and that's the other guys behind. He saw last year what happened when guys went down. Guys weren't ready. They weren't ready mentally. They weren't ready. They, maybe, probably physically they could go out there and, and perform, but they just they didn't have uh, you know their the, 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 as far as the process and just the, the mental toughness to take on those challenges there when they were called upon in order to perform. Yeah, you know it's a what if what if deal. Just like when uh, Lars is always talking about what if on that last play of the Super Bowl, um, Joe Burrow had another half second. Um, I actually think Georgia had better talent, particularly on defense, than Alabama did last year. Had they lost, had Alabama not lost Mechie and Williams, I think they would have beat a team that might have been more talented. But that didn't happen. It's time to move on to 2022, and the odds on favorite to win the national championship is the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Jay, I know you're probably like me. 
Not a big fan of CNN. But did you see this story about a reporter on CNN named Caitlin Collins? Mm -hmm. She's a White House reporter. Uh, She's from Prattville. She went to the University of Alabama. And they were having a conversation on set. And her quote was, uh, Nick Saban is underpaid. Isn't that great? She's, Nick Saban, <laughs> yes. Uh, especially when you consider the source. Way to go, Caitlin. So, and not only I don't think he's overpaid, I think he's underpaid. It's not just the six national championships and the eight. Listen, they're just spouting off the info. Uh, mm-hmm. And the eight SEC championships that contribute. The thinking of mine, look at the enrollment at Alabama. It used to be 24,000 students. Now it's 38,000. And she went on and on and rolled uh, out some very significant data that proves that maybe Nick Saban is, in fact, underpaid. But uh, it's the first time I'll watch uh, CNN in quite a while, Jay, if I may be uh, a little bit TV politically incorrect. Yeah, I saw that, and uh, and, and I, I knew that she was an Alabama graduate. I, I, somebody told me that a while back, and then I saw the story, I think yesterday or the day before, but uh, where she'd come out and made those comments. Probably, I guess it was yesterday, but um, yeah, I mean, it's but she's right. I mean, he's worth every every penny uh, and more. I mean, you know, the eleven point seven average. I know that sounds a lot to a lot of people out there. It sounds a lot to me. It sounds a lot to all of us. Um, but it's still. I mean, he could, if you were to base it based on all those things that she just brought up, as well as the economic impact it's made on the university, Tuscaloosa, the state of Alabama, the Southeastern Conference, the SEC Network, um, just you can go on and on. Where winning the amount of championships they've won and, and the attention they brought to the conference, to the TV network, to ESPN, to Alabama, to the Tide TV, to CTSN, to I mean, it just you know, in the businesses that reap from that because of the student enrollment that have come in Alabama now, there are almost 40,000 students are going to school there, that uh, they, they are the branding of uh, what Coach Saban has done with the football program in order for these kids to see and want to go and check out what the University of Alabama is all about. They want to be around a winning program. They want their college life to be exciting, and their football team is winning. And that has been the case. So I, I would say he's probably, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not stretching when I say this, double to triple the amount of money that Alabama's paying him right now. Oh, he's well worth it. Um, and I think the people that say no um, are envious. Uh, and who wouldn't be? If I had a college football team to pull for, I would I would want it to be like Alabama. I mean, mm-hmm. what, Jay, I was here. I was around with Bryant, and I thought what he did by winning six over uh, two decades was absolutely incredible. Thought it never would but be then repeated you look at again. Nick Saban. Never, never yeah. in a million years. Um, hey, let, let he, me give you a real 15. quick update on Brian Robinson. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, he is home <clears throat> recovering from evidently it was two bullet wounds, uh, one to his glute, the other one to his thigh. So uh, the fact that he's already home and recuperating there is wonderful news. But a little bit more information is now being passed along about the actual shooting. Brian Robinson drives, as a lot of guys do these days, a Dodge Hellcat, which, by the way, is the most stolen vehicle in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. But a 15- and a 17-year-old wielding guns decided they wanted to take Robinson, and I think they picked the guy wrong guy to pick on, although he ended up getting shot, but he was defending his car. And as a result, he's probably, they say he may only miss four games. Man, is that one tough guy? 
Yeah, and just thank God that it wasn't that, that that they aimed any higher than what they did, or that it was any kind of life sustaining or or life uh, worried about you know losing his life, or that it might end up uh, totally ending his career. He had a really great preseason. I watched a lot of the Commanders games yeah. just because I've always liked Brian Robinson. I liked him since high school, and Martin Houston kind of put me on him early on. I said, "Man, this kid right here," and and TJ, um, who was or, or um, he, he was there with one of the uh, workout guys, trainers at Alabama, and um, he would tell me, "He's like, man, you just feed that kid the ball, just feed it to him. He's going to get better and stronger as the game goes on." And that was the type of running back that he was. And Rivera was has been very complimentary of him and, and saying, "Look, you know, he had a chance. To, he was going to be our starter coming into the game. You know, and, and it, at least be a guy that gets a lot of reps and was going to make a huge difference uh, for the Washington Commanders uh, this 2022 season. So it'll be uh, it'll be, be fun to watch to see him come back from this and how he comes out of it. There's got to be a lot of mental, emotional, psychological stuff he's got to overcome as well after being shot like that. So uh, our prayers and thoughts are with him. Hopefully he'll have a quick recovery. Matt, thank you, my man. And we'll tell you more about uh, Matt's thank game you. show coming up on Saturday throughout the week and uh, also other things that we'll be doing to help preview Alabama and Utah State. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday edition.